Welcome to this week's episode of B-Movie Chat. As a horror, as a fan of horror films, I can stomach just about anything. I may criticize excessive usage of gore and depravity as laziness, but I can honestly say that I'm not really bothered personally by any kind of visual stimuli. However, there is an important factor that may influence my opinions, disregarding the fact that I'm inherently a sick fuck. That factor is the fact that I am not, at this point, a parent. As someone without children, it's easy for me to dismiss acts of violence prevalent in horror films as distant, largely due to the fact that other than myself and significant other, I'm not personally responsible for anyone else's well-being. Sure, I can empathize with someone in pain or dismay. I can also admit that the well-being of my friends and family are also important to me. However, that's completely different from being a parent. Having a child, child or children that you've not only brought into this world, but have raised and watched grow from a newborn to a child, is a completely different experience. I've heard from literally every parent I've ever spoken to that having ch kids will change how you look at, at the world and your aspects on, and other aspects of life. So the question today is, how does being a parent correspond with being a horror fan? Returning for this chat is filmmaker Daniel Young of Viral Films UK. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Third time. Yeah. Looking forward to this one. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Always good having you on. And before we begin, I just want to thank you, Dan, for um, actually bringing this idea, idea to us. This is a really awesome idea for a chat, so I just wanted to uh, thank you on that. Oh, no worries, man. I mean, I know you guys, you're always open to suggestions for, like, these chats, and you've got, like, a million ideas written down already, because we kind of spoke about some of them last time. Um, but I figured I'd suggest it. It's something that, like, I've, I read some articles a while back, and I don't know, oddly enough, I guess I hadn't really thought about it, even though I am actually a parent. It's kind of, it's one of those weird sort of weird things that, like, it's a tricky thing. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, obviously, but I thought it'd be kind of an interesting uh, subject for us to, to talk about on one of these uh, episodes. Definitely. So, since you since you're um, like us, a horror fan, um, horror fan, have you were a horror fan before and after having kids, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you if you sort of listen to one of the previous episodes I've been on, I'm pretty sure I told the story about how. Um, I became a sort of fan of horror, I guess. Um, so yeah, from quite a young age. So I guess it's sort of one of those things where, um, yeah, I, I like a lot of people, I guess, and maybe even yourself. I don't know because obviously, well, I mean, I may even pose you to you the question: How did you sort of get into kind of the films you're in, the sort of the you know the genres of film that you like? You know, I'm, I'm presuming for most people, and especially with a lot of horror fans, there is always that nostalgia of like being young and watching something that you know you shouldn't be watching, and you know that kind of thing. I'm get, I mean, is it the same with you or? Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like remembering uh, horror films I watched back when I was younger. Like, I remember watching the Friday the 13th films and um, just thinking how, like, scary they were when I was a kid and then, like, watching them later. And like, this isn't so scary. And then I watch other things. kind of like seeing, like, how my taste in horror has changed and stayed the same. It's like something that I think your first horror films definitely, like, have an impact on you and it's something that... I don't think it either scars you for life you never go back to them or you just kind of, you never go away really. Yeah, I think you kind of know at that stage whether it's for you or not and it kind of shapes, yeah, it shapes your tastes for life basically. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, one of the reasons I sort of brought this up as a possible subject is... You know, I am, I am a father of four kids, so I've got you know children ranging from two to eleven, right? So you know that, and being a fan of horror and being a filmmaker on top of that, it is it is tricky. But it's something I've never really sort of, I guess I've never thought too much about it. I mean, there's lots of little factors I guess that play into it as well because I guess you can be a fan of something and not really sort of shout about it too much. So, like, I guess there's a lot of people out there who are very aware of what, you know, the things that they enjoy, how they could affect their children, um, and that perhaps they just keep that more to themselves. Um, I guess that's, that's something that some people do. Um, I mean, I'm sort of somewhere in the middle. I don't kind of have, like, 
uh, a shrine dedicated to horror or anything like that but I do have collectibles and tons of Blu-rays obviously you know um, and you know stuff like that so it's, it's on display but it's not like massive posters of stuff and, and, and you know all that kind of stuff I guess like it's for me I do try and avoid um you know them having contact with it I guess um I do have some cool kind of fun stories to tell later I guess um I mean I've written some notes because I think there's some, an interesting side of this that I think maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit there's an interesting side to this that I feel like horror movies nowadays are geared a little bit more towards younger people like I mean they've always been it's kind of the demographic for horror movies have been sort of the teen market anyway but I feel like a lot of I should do this as research right I looked into um, in the last sort of 10 to 15 years how many of the big sort of you know horror movies were rated like PG-13 for example um, and there's shitloads of them to be honest it's like you know, examples being like The Ring, The Sixth Sense, Drag Me to Hell, Insidious, Woman in Black, stuff like that, yeah? And then not the hardcore stuff, obviously, but like those kind of, I guess, gateway films are still accessible to a fairly young audience. Um, and I guess that's sort of one of those things that obviously because those, I mean, most of the movies on that list, I just said, were, were pretty much successful at the box office. And obviously, you know, Film studios want to be able to, you know, put out movies like this and make as much money as possible. And the way to do that is to allow as many people as possible to go see it. But obviously, there has to be that demand as well. So it shows that you know quite a lot of people, young people, went to see these movies. So obviously, you know, that's something that they, you know, were interested in from a young age. You know, there's that, I guess, that curiosity, that kind of that whole forbidden thing of you you shouldn't watch it you know you shouldn't be watching it or whatever but you 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 know you want to and that's the reason why but I think it's like yeah it's to the point now where if a a horror movie comes out and it's R-rated it's a big deal you know like I mean recently I guess Alien Covenant you know and actually even more recently I think it's within the last week or so they kind of they, they announced that uh, the new adaptation of it was going to be R-rated. That's a big deal, you know. So it's just funny that we're at that stage now where the kind of PG-13 horror film is so commonplace. Um, you know, so horror is marketed to a young audience anyway. Um, but I think if you look at even younger, uh, younger kids. I mean, it's, it's it sounds weird, but stick with me on this, right? So. I'm sure, like, when you were younger, you watched Scooby-Doo, right? Oh, yeah. Now, Scooby-Doo has some fucking awesome references to horror movies and stuff. There's an episode of Scooby-Doo that has, like, the best Twin Peaks reference in it. It's just, like, <laughs> it's fucking mind-blowing, man. <laughs> but, like, my kids watch Scooby-Doo, and it's, like, it, it's cool watching that with them because it's, like, there's so much cool shit in this show that, like, I know I get these references. They don't, but, like, I get them. And it's kind of, like, again, it's almost a gateway thing. Um... And I guess, like, even even like, even down to video games and stuff, like, my daughter, she plays, or she's obsessed with, like, the Five Nights at Freddy's games. Ah, uh, yeah, this. And, like, you know, they're not the best games in the world or whatever, but, like, they're designed to jump scare the shit out of you, right? Now, that's giving quite young kids, like, this whole adrenaline rush of... And that's the same with horror movies, man. It's, it's exactly the same thing. So it's, like that's kind of getting them, I guess, hooked on it a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird when you think, like, I guess people, most people consider, like, horror movies and stuff to be, oh, well, they're just for adults, they're strictly for adults. That's, you know, I guess there's that kind of, uh, yeah, that whole thing attached to it. But, like, yeah, it, as, me as a parent, I guess, like, before I was a parent, obviously, I, I'm, you know, big into horror movies, never really thought about it too much even when sort of on the road to becoming a parent for the first time I never really thought about it and um, 
when you when you when you have kids and when they're still like really young, like not young enough to notice stuff, you kind of like you can get away with like you know watching the odd horror movie on the sly or whatever, and you know ain't gonna notice they're asleep or whatever. It's fine. But like, obviously as they get older, they get more in, like curious about the things you're into and stuff, and and you know what stuff is. Um, and I'll tell you a story, and and basically, so my my daughter who is currently seven. Uh, about a year, just over a year ago now, it probably was. Yeah, it's right before, right before we shot Run. Um, I think I was one day I was just looking at um, some bullshit article about like top fifty horror icons or some shit like that. And that's I get suckered into these kind of things. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see the number one. You know, you see what order they got these things in, right? So I'm just going through this list of horror icons and looking. I'm going, oh, yeah, fair enough, good list or whatever. And uh, my daughter sort of clocks this and, and says oh who's that who's that who's that you know and so we get into this kind of almost hour-long conversation about who these people are and what films they're from and all this kind of stuff and then kind of that realizes she's taking like a really big interest in it and so for whatever reason i guess and this is weird because it, it feels like the same thing when i was a kid um she really kind of like latched on to the kind of the image of freddy krueger and, um, and so she asked me who that was, and I explained to her, and I said, you know, from uh, from Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, so she was like, oh, yeah, I'd like to watch that. I was like, yeah, you're too young for that. It's not, you know, you don't want to watch that, right? So I just kind of fobbed it off. And then over time, she kind of kept going on about it, you know? Oh, yeah, you know, Freddy Krueger, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, uh, no, you really shouldn't. It's not, you know, because I remember when I first saw that film, it, it scarred me pretty badly. So, uh, you know, like, I didn't want to go through that, and it's not something I'd really put my kids through, but she literally wore me down to the point where I was like, do you know what? I'm actually going to put this on, and I will guarantee you five minutes in, you don't want it off. So I was like, just to shut her up, I'm going to put this film on, so I put on the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, guaranteed, five minutes in, that first dream sequence is going to be too much. You won't have, be able to handle it. You won't want to watch it. And that will be the end of it. I'm like, this is surely going to work. 90 minutes later, <laughs> we still sat there watching that. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, my, my seven-year-old, she's, she's pretty mature for her age. Um and like there's certain things that she can kind of she comes out with that I'm like that's you shouldn't know this stuff but um but no she sat there she watched the whole thing and I was like oh shit man she's gonna have nightmares for sure and like I'm gonna have a rough night and she slept like a baby that night and I'm just like couldn't believe it um so that kind of backfired a little bit I guess um yeah and then she was like oh, I want to watch all of them I'm like I don't know about that it's like but I knew, like, going into it, like, the, the second one after that was just pure, like, hilarity. So it's not really, like, yeah. she's probably seen some of the worst stuff by this point, you know what I mean? So I think we watched the second one, and after that, I think she lost interest. So, But no, it's not something I'm advocating. I'm not saying, yeah, you should do this. Because, like, my whole idea was to kind of put her off of it, and it fucking backfired big time. <laughs> so, like... Instead of five minutes in being too scared, saying turn it off, it was the complete opposite, and we sat and watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> so you turned her into a horror fan? Yeah, I, can't, well, I don't know. I mean, like I've 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 said to her like that's kind of it. I'm not gonna really like I'm not gonna literally sit down and show you stuff like that anymore. It's like it was kind of like a test to see whether or not you know it would pull her off, um, and obviously it hasn't. But like. Um, I'm not going to go out and watch We're going to have like film night or anything. We're going to watch through like the fucking Halloween's or whatever. But, you know, when she's old enough, that's that's fine. But like, um, so yeah, it's, it, I mean, like I said, she, she wore me down. She really wanted to see Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was like, you really don't want to see it. You, you'll regret it. You, you, you're not old enough for it, you know. But um, yeah, so again, prove me wrong. So, um, but yeah, I, it's not, I've, I've told her that kind of, you know, we, there will be a time where we can watch these films, but um, it's it's not going to be till she's a fair bit older. I think you know, I don't know what your opinion is on the age that those sort of films are appropriate or not. Because again, I mean, ratings aside, you know, um, you know, I think I think people can handle stuff 
above their kind of age range or what's supposedly suitable for their age range. So I'd probably say, I don't know, maybe when you're like 12, 13, that's when you can handle like the Freddies and Jasons and, you know, Michael Myers and stuff, that kind of shit, you know, the slasher films and that. But, you know, I think that's because that's kind of the age that I was watching that shit at and probably younger. So, I mean, like, I don't think I turned out that bad, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What's your opinion? I've been talking for way too long here. You need to interrupt me. Oh, no, that's all good. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I think that, like, probably, like, 12, 13 is probably good on that. But um, it kind of reminds me of when I was a kid, I I really wanted to watch South Park, and I was, like, eight at the time. And uh, my mom said no, but my dad's like, you know, all right. Like, this is when the show first came on. And he watched it, but he's like, but I'm going to watch it with you and everything. And he watched it, and he, like, kind of... Some of the jokes I didn't get because I was too young to get, and like I was just like, ah, they're swearing and everything. But it was kind of a good kind of learning experience watching it with my dad because he was kind of able to like explain things to me. And it's like I would have probably, I think nowadays, especially like with um, technology being as advanced as it is, um, ki- uh, kids, even young kids, can find things like pretty easily. So I think it's um, a good idea, kind of like to maybe not. Suggest suggest like kids watching certain films and you know try to try to get like avoid them watching certain things. But if there's really no other option, kind of taking the time to watch it with them so you can kind of see what they're being exposed to and also like being able to explain it to them like with violence. Like I I don't really think that seeing violent imagery is really going to cause a kid to become like a psychopath. I think that if that's all they're exposed to and they don't have like you know an adult telling them, you know, this is, um, this is not a good thing. Maybe there's more to it, but I think like not coming at from somebody who doesn't have kids, like I think it's probably best for like, if, if they're going to be exposed to it, to be there while they are. So you can kind of, um, kind of like guide their experience a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And like, and also like the whole argument of, I mean, it's a totally different fucking conversation, but like the argument about violence and stuff and that shit, I think that's fucking bullshit. So yeah, I mean, the, the thing to sort of note is like my, like I said before, my, my, my daughter, she, she's pretty smart for age and she knows the difference between reality and makeup effects. She we like that's that show that's on sci-fi face off, yeah, which is all about like the makeup effect. She sits and watches that too. So she knows. She's not like sitting there thinking, oh this this is real and blah blah blah. You know, she knows it's makeup effects, she knows it's not real, she knows it's all pretend, it's all filmmaking and how that kind of works. So um you know I think that helps too, like knowing that, you know, it's not real is a major help to sort of, you know, for, for, for a child to kind of cope with those things. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that it, you know, you should sit down with your seven or eight year old and watch A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, because like I said, the whole, the whole point we did that was to try and deter her from wanting to watch these things. And again, it completely freaking backfired. But like, you know, um, and, and like you were saying before, like, well, we're in agreement about the sort of the roughly the age range because I think like at that stage you there you're becoming you're not you're a kid but you're coming into sort of adulthood or you know you get into the adulthood and you want to do you want to be an adult you want to do more adult things you want to like you know you don't want to be a kid anymore and so I guess the sort of between ten and fourteen you're kind of like looking for stuff that you know. You, adults do kind of stuff and what they sort of things they want to watch and like you say like with the internet and shit these days they're pretty much going to get their hands on it anyway so yeah i mean i don't i don't see that at that age it's an issue because like i said i mean with um because i'm pretty I, I don't know that much about kind of the mpaa but the um, isn't the rule that pg-13 is it's literally no one under 13 unless they're accompanied by an adult yeah pretty much um yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing. I, th- I think it's definitely, like, around, like, the 12 and 13, because they're going to be exposed to things like that as it is. So, you know, I think that um, you can only kind of hide reality from people for so long, and at some point you have to let kids um, make their own decisions about things. Like, obviously be there to guide them and all that, but 
it's also um, being able to say, like, I'm not going to hide the world from you. Like, there are things out there that aren't good. And I think that, like, the more you try to hide the bad, like, as thing, as they get older, um, the worse it gets. Like, um, it's, um, it's kind of, like, not healthy after a while. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean... Uh, Turn into that. I mean, all you gotta do is turn on the TV, turn on the news, just to see how fucked up the world is in reality. So, you know, I mean, that's you know, horror movies ain't you know, it's nothing compared to what really fucking goes on in, in all honesty. Um, I feel like, I think it's, I don't, I don't, I'm not going record, but like horror movies in my mind are healthy. Like it for me, like it's a good thing to be scared. Like it's a good thing to have that adrenaline rush, you know. It's it's a good it's good escapism. It's it also I think there was a study and I'm fucking don't quote me on this. I could be making this up and it could be bullshit, but I'm pretty sure like people that watch horror movies on the regular, they are more equipped to deal with death and their own mortality than people that don't. You know, um, and again, I can't see that being necessarily a bad thing. You know. Um, I'm kind of digressing here. It's not my sort of. It's not the whole point of me coming on here to like defend horror films, but like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of going back to the whole being a parent, being a horror fan. It is tricky. It is. I knew at one point this sort of thing would happen, and these these two worlds would kind of cross over. Um, and like I said last year that kind of did happen and it's kind of fizzled out a bit now which is good and I'm pretty sure that you know when she's around the 11, 12, 13 age that you know she will probably take more of an interest in it again and that's something to say well guess what you're old enough now that's cool we can sit and watch all these cool fucking movies together and it's going to be awesome Um, you know um, but like yeah it's I don't try and hide it from them, but I don't literally sort of say, "Here's what, here's the, here's the shit I'm into," you know. Um, but again, on the, other, on the other side of the coin, you know, I make movies. They do see me editing those and stuff and working on them. But again, I think that helps to kind of say it's not real. It's all pretend. There's nothing to really be scared of. It's not, you know, this isn't really happening. And like maybe they have a somewhat unique. Uh, insight into because they see things being put together and being made and stuff like that and the, and the different layers of things that go together to create certain effects and, and all that kind of stuff and, and the stages that you know a film goes through so um, yeah I just feel like the others I think it's, it's a, the snobbery of other parents as well because obviously I think it's, it's the general view that you know if you're into that stuff that you should kind of keep it to yourself and it shouldn't be something talked about in front of your kids or anything like that kind of stuff and obviously there's a lot of parents that aren't into kind of horror movies and I feel like they're the same sort of people that like if you rock up to the playground wearing like a fucking Iron Maiden or a Slayer t-shirt you're going to get a funny look you know <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah yeah, it's interesting because um, it's weird because nowadays um, with shows like The Walking Dead, like I've I've known parents who will watch that with their kids, but won't let them watch horror films. I'm like you know, there's cannibalism in this show, right? Like <laughs> let's let's not pretend that it's like that it's it's any better than like the than any horror film. It's like, but um, a lot of them are very. Um, I think kids are a bit are a lot tougher and they're more perceptive than people realize. Like. Um, is, um, I've worked with kids in um, different jobs and things like that, and the things they'll say to each other, like, um, like I'm gonna, like um, they'll pretend they have guns and stuff, and like, bam, you're dead. There's blood everywhere. I'm like, you know, that's it's not a kid who's gonna be scarred by necessarily seeing like, you know, a, a fake uh, murder scene. I mean, I'm not saying that's a good thing at their age to see, but it's they're not as as um, it's it's not gonna scar them as much as we probably used to think I mean back like years ago like there there's war everywhere so it's like um, what they're seeing now in a movie is, is a lot less than what would be going on like in the average day and like you said on the news so um, I don't I don't really think there's like a responsibility like um, for parents to have like at least like explaining things to them like of how it's um of how this stuff is and you know this, this isn't 
a good thing to do. Like, don't be like Freddy Krueger, guys. Like, you know, he's not like somebody to look up to. Though I highly doubt there are many kids like that. But um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely an interesting kind of thing. Um, actually, that kind of leads into um, a question I was going to ask about you being a horror filmmaker. Um, how exactly? Um, it's you kind of you kind of mentioned it a little bit before, but your kids kind of see it more from the inside as like kind of an art. But um, how do you kind of explain um, like what you do to your kid do um, for your job like to your kids because they're obviously um, like interested in it. Yeah, I mean, it, like, well, I think be, beyond a certain age, um, they they pick up on it more because like, I've got two quite young kids. I've got you know, I've got four kids. Uh, their ages are two, five, seven, and eleven, right? So, um, obviously, my daughter who's seven, and my, my eldest son, like, they they know full well what I do and, and all of that. Um, the others, obviously, two year old who doesn't really know what's going on at the moment, um, you know. And uh, my father kind of just is so disinterested in, in things that don't have anything directly related to, involved with himself. Then, you know, so it's not something I've had to really explain too much. But again, I work on those mainly when they're not around or when they're just like yeah involved in other things so you know if they have to be you know off watching ski <laughs> it's cool you know it gives me time to like work on something maybe or whatever um yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's tricky because obviously it's finding the time in between everything to type to try and actually work on stuff but um yeah i've not had to have too much of the conversation about what it is that I do and stuff. Um, again, like, so my daughter's at an age where she's fairly mature for age and she knows kind of what I do and what goes into that and what I have to do. And she sees all behind the scenes stuff as well. So, like, she sees footage of us shooting these things. So it's, it, she gets it. Um, like I said, with with most of my other kids, they just don't care. <laughs> I don't care enough to, like, uh, ask the questions. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really have much of an answer for that one, I guess. Um, yeah, I think they just, like, oh, it's Dad's thing, he does that, and it's, you know, that's what it is. It's not, like, something that they're bothered about too much. It's kind of funny, because, like, um, when... I know with parents that, like, try to shield their kids from this stuff, or parents that never really watch horror films or anything, like, too violent, like, their kids get interested in it because, you know, they're kind of rebelling against their parents. And it's like when, when your kids um, get into their rebellious phase and, like, their parents are horror film fans or, like, creators, it's like, I wonder how they end up rebelling against, like, the establishment, which is their parents. Yeah, that was a bit of a worry. We're, we're kind of, we've took it up a notch, so, um, yeah, they're going to have to pull out all the stops for that one. Um, no, it's cool. I mean, like, hopefully they're not going to be, like, that rebellious, and it's just going to be, like, you know... Yeah, if you want to watch like horror movies and stuff, and I you know once they're at a certain age, I think they can they can handle it better. Or they are just you know an age where I think feel like it's more suitable. I'll be like, cool. Where do you want to start? Yeah, like here's a list. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like I don't know, man. It's that's that's it's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. That's got me scared a little bit. But <laughs> you know, where where do you go from there? Yeah, I guess. I just think it might have been the opposite way where it's like they'll be like, you know what, I'm gonna rebel, I'm gonna do all my homework and you know, be upset like, you know, <laughs> not drink or like do anything, you know, take that mom and dad like, like <laughs> That would be interesting, yeah. <laughs> Time will tell. Yeah, it's definitely like because um, my wife and I often talk about having kids in the future, which is um so something I definitely think about a lot and like, I, I've been a horror fan for as far back as I can remember. Like, um, my parents didn't really let me watch horror films. Like, my dad would kind of, like, let me watch, like, old Alfred Hitchcock films and stuff like that because um, he wanted me to watch stuff that was, like, somewhat, like, well-made rather than just, like, gore and stuff like that. But um, I always had kind of an interest in that kind of stuff and, like, um, why people would watch things that would make them scared. So... It's something I'm like, hmm, I wonder if my kids will inherit that from, from me. And plus, I'm lucky, my wife is a horror fan too, so I'm like, I wonder if she'll like, um, our kids are like, are basically destined to be horror fans as it is. So it's definitely yeah. an interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, that, that may be the case. And I think it's like, obviously, there's, you know, 
depending on what you're into as a parent and depending on how open you are about it I guess um, kids will kids will gravitate to that I guess so if I'm literally you know spouting oh I'm a horror fan I'm a horror fan I'm a horror fan every five minutes of everything I do and you know in my daily life then yeah they'll pick up on that obviously I mean like I said before I mean like our living room it's like there are I mean 90% of the Blu-rays have got our horror films so there is that but like and I have little figures and stuff and, and a, a fucking vinyl soundtrack collection some fucking awesome horror films but like I don't have like all the you know like sometimes you see people like, who are dedicated like fucking hardcore to like having like posters and everything and it's like this full display cabinet of fucking every, you know every horror character that you know they can find and that stuff's cool and everything but like it's ours, like our front room is a lot more toned down than that so it's sort of in the middle you know it's kind of there but it's not like in your face um, and I think that's probably like that's probably the best way to be I mean like, in my opinion you know like I, I feel like not to hide it not to like sort of you know, you know, hide it from them completely, but not to kind of like, you know, say this is what I'm into, this is what Daddy likes, or whatever, you know, and and you know, this is what you're gonna like when you're old enough to like it. So I think like, well, I don't believe in that side of things, but um, it will be interesting if you, you know, if you, you have kids in the future, you know, what their tastes will be, I and mean, they might turn around and be completely opposite and hate horror films. You never know; it could go either way. <laughs> that kid, well, then I guess that'll be the kid I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> there's um it's kind of funny there's actually a really good documentary and I don't know if you've seen it but it's worth looking up if you can find it uh, a documentary called Why Horror um, and yeah essentially it's kind of about a little bit what you touched on there about why people like to be scared and, and all that kind of stuff and there's some you know cool research and stuff into that but there's also the, the main dude who's like presenting the documentary and who it's mainly about is you know he's also a parent and it touches on sort of that struggle a little bit not as much as perhaps what we're getting into here but like obviously it's you know and this is the, this is the sort of dude that does have like a, a pretty impressive collection of shit in his house you know so it's sort of um it's difficult to kind of straw that line of what what is suitable and i think my problem also because i've got kids of various ages like i don't just have one kid I have four and it's like they're all different ages they're like quite far apart in age so it's like you know what is suitable for one of them it's not for another so that's sort of where you have to it's a weird balance it's sort of yeah it's, it's tough there's no real there's no right or wrong answer to it I think that's really what it boils down to there's, there is no right or wrong answer to it you're into what you're into it's your choice how much of that you kind of expose your kids to um you know obviously too much is bad um you know i mean again yeah it's 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 tough and and again going going back way back to what you said a a fair while ago you know about kids these days um they are they are desensitized to you know we're going back to when i was a kid not many of the kids in my hometown were watching the same shit that i was you know i was like fucking watching crazy ass movies every weekend and like really into that kind of stuff and then it was like all my friends or people I knew weren't into the same stuff so like horror fans like kids who are growing up watching horror it was kind of there were few and far between nowadays I feel like there's more of that going on than there was 20-30 years ago I feel like you know we are way more desensitised our kids are more desensitised to things than, than than we were um but yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I as a parent, I feel like, you know, my own childhood, I know there's certain things that I shouldn't have watched that I did at a certain age, but I feel like and now as an adult, I can reflect back on it and say, well, that actually didn't do me any harm. So I feel like if I can sort of maintain a similar blueprint for my kids, then I don't see that I'm going too far wrong and I don't feel like I'm a hypocrite either because you know telling my kids you can't watch that when I when I, that their age or whatever I did you know that would feel hypocritical to me so yeah definitely I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that um, it's kind of like you, you know you're obviously a horror fan and a horror filmmaker but it's not like constantly like out there and in their face it's like it's there and it's just 
one aspect of like who you are and everything and I think it kind of goes down to kind of like just exposing your kids to different things like incrementally like just to kind of make them a well-rounded person it's like you always see like these kids who are like either like really sheltered from something or like you see some parents who want their kid to be like a smaller version of them it's like that's not really that's not healthy either it's just like trying to make them as well-rounded as possible you know expose them to different ideas and you know, gradually like in, in an age-appropriate way but not like kind of trying to make them like well-rounded and like understand like the complexities of like life in general and different um different things it's kind of like when you see people who um grew up in very like um very strict religious households and um they want their kid to be this one way and like of course the kid rebels and stops when they when they hear something different because it's the first time they've ever been exposed to something different so and they like it it doesn't end quite all that well sometimes because they were so sheltered from it that the moment that something different came along they became like their world is a lie and everything and it's like i think it's like kind of just hopefully like um exposing kids to different ideas like and kind of letting them decide for themselves while also like having a hand in like what's um how their development goes like um it, I, I guess it's just like being overall just being like part of being a responsible parent like wanting your kids to be well-rounded even if they're end up very different from you yeah no absolutely yeah it's the, i couldn't agree more with that statement actually because i feel like i've always said with my kids i don't want to I don't really want to force them into liking things that I like just because I like them or, or you know, I want them to make their own choices. Obviously, there's certain choices in life that, you know, they can't make or shouldn't make on their own. But, like, generally in everyday life, the things they you know, they do and they like, that's that's I want that to be mainly their choices. And, obviously, you know, if I feel like they're doing something or making choices that aren't right, then that's obviously where I'll step in. But, like... I feel like giving them the freedom to be the person that they want to be, their own person, that's important, even from a fairly young age. But obviously, you've got to sort of step in at some point here and there, you know. But yeah, completely, pretty much what you said is, is I think, you know, the closest you'll get to the right way to parent, there is no way to parent. There's no right way, wrong, well, there's wrong ways. But like, you know, there is no, by the numbers, this is how this has to be done. Um, it is, you know, it's a scary thing. Like being becoming a parent is fucking scary, but it's also the most amazing thing. And I know that's every fucking parent says that, but it is true. Um, as soon as you have kids, your life changes. And like, you know, um, something I was going to bring up, but I haven't had the opportunity yet. I feel like when I watched horror movies and stuff before being a parent, like if. And it sounds really weird. I don't know if it's the same for every parent, but like for me, this is this is the case. But like before I ha- had kids and like I watched horror movies. If say like there was a film where like a kid got hurt or some shit, it wouldn't really affect me. But now I have my ki- own kids. Like if if like children or something are being hurt in a film, I feel like it's like that affects me more than it, it would have done before because I have my own kids now and I can put myself in a position again, wow, that's, you know. Um, I do feel like a lot of the times I feel like that, sometimes when people do that in horror movies, that's kind of exploitative. That's kind of a cheap sort of like, you know, you know thing. But like, uh, it's just like, your whole, you, you did mention it kind of right in your intro, like your whole world view changes and it kind of does. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's not like I feel like there's certain things you can give up when you become a parent. Um, you know, sleep, uh, privacy, uh, even smoking and drinking. You can give those things up. But I ain't fucking giving up horror movies, man. I'm not giving that shit up. <laughs> I love my kids. I love my kids so much, but I'm not. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> It's weird because I, I hear from, well, not really weird, it makes sense, but, like, I always hear from, like, every parent I know, it's, like, you know, my biggest fear, like, um, everyone's got, like, a fear of something, but, like, for parents, it's, like, their fear becomes some, their biggest fear becomes something bad happening to their children, and it it's just kind of brings a new kind of element to horror, it's, um, kind of, like, 
more adult horror, I guess. It's um, where it's something outside of yourself. It's like, okay, if this adult is getting hurt, well, that I can maybe put myself in that situation. It is genuinely scary, but it's not the scariest thing that can exist in my life, in my life currently, because I've got the scariest thing is like something happening to you, like your kid and everything. So it, it seems to kind of change like how you view like, like even what makes you like fear things and how you view um, horror in general. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it is strange. It's, it's a hard thing to describe until you kind of go through it yourself. So obviously, if you, you know, you and your wife have a day of kids, you, you will understand, you know, firsthand, you know, these things. It is a difficult thing to kind of describe to somebody else. But yeah, it, it totally changes perspective on things. And yeah, fears and stuff that you had before that you think are the worst possible thing that could happen it does change because you put yourself before your kids all the time because that's what, that's what you're supposed to do as a good parent, you know? Um, so yeah, anything happening to your kids is literally the worst thing. Um, yeah, it, that's pretty much all I'm going to say on that one. <laughs> you know, you hit the nail on the head with it. Yeah, I will say, like, since you mentioned, like, a lot of um, film horror films nowadays are PG-13, in a, some ways, like, I always hear people complain about that. It's like, ah, oh, it shouldn't be PG-13, but... In some ways, it's kind of, um, I kind of compare it to um, cartoons, like there are a lot of cartoons that are technically made for kids, but they have a lot of like adult um, jokes and stuff like that that aren't inappropriate, but like adults can appreciate. It's like, it takes a certain talent to kind of pull it off. Like you'll see poor films that are PG-13 that won't be good because they're trying to be like um, rated R only light and that you're, you're never gonna be able to pull it off. But I think if you can pull it off, and make a scary film that's PG-13, I think it takes a lot of talent because you have to think within the confines of, um, of restriction. Like, I always think of, um, one of my favorite quotes is by the philosopher G.K. Chesterton, which is, art is limitation, a, um, a picture, the, um, the, um, how's it go, um, the, uh, the, uh, the frame of picture is, um, it's, um, is it's, um, essence or something like that. And I always think about that when I think of like making kind of PG thirteen films or like cartoons that are that like reviewed by um, adults and kids. Like it takes a, a certain kind of talent, like because you know what where your restrictions are, and you, you can't just go off the rails with like blood and swearing and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, yeah, you're right. It's it's also a really fine line as well. I mean, I know. Uh, getting into a kind of a different debate here now, but like, um, I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole thing I brought up about the whole PG thirteen thing is a is a valid point, you know. But I think in this country we we're probably more fucked up because we have a different rating system, and some of for the most part it makes total sense, and then there's some shit that just doesn't. So like, um, where you would get where it gets tricky is where you guys have like. So you got PG thirteen, you've got the R rating, and then kicking it up ways hardcore is like your NC seventeen, which you rarely get because they're not really marketable, right? So we have uh, a twelve A, which is a fairly recent thing. Uh, so you sort of came about in the last sort of five six years, maybe a bit more, um, and that's close to your sort of PG thirteen. The idea is it's for twelves. Uh, 12s and over unless they're accompanied by an adult um, we have the 15 rating and the 18 so the, the highest it goes is the 18 and that's your sort of hardcore R sort of thing um, now where it gets tricky is you're kind of more not quite so uh, not quite so hardcore R you're kind of more softcore R you're, you know you, I guess you're kind of R rated comedies that aren't sort of too over the top there will be classes you come kind of 15 um so where I mean that's kind of sort of sort of roughly I guess the rule, but like it's weird how horror films like our kind of our border senses are more liberal nowadays than in previous years. So movies that would have been an eighteen or have been cut or whatever are now being passed at a much sort of for younger a younger audience. So when I was growing up, one of my favourite movies was The Terminator. And it was it was an eighteen certificate, so it's always probably always been an R rating for you guys. But like, that's an eighteen certificate. Now it's a fifteen. 
So that's dropped by quite a significant. That's dropped the whole rating in you know. And so where you've got a movie, and I mentioned it earlier, um, Alien Covenant, which was an R rating for you guys. Over here it was a fifteen. Huh. Now, I don't know if you, did you see? Have you watched? Have you seen the film? Yes, yeah, I. It was. Um, yeah, I, I saw it. Um, so. Obviously, reserving judgment on how you thought the film was. There's a re- there's a fair bit of like gore and stuff in that movie, right? You, you, yeah, I'd say there's a decent amount. Yeah, so that's like that was past fifteen for like a UK audience, and like I was sat watching, I was like, shit, man. Like in my day, <laughs> this shit would have been an eighteen, no doubt. Like, but yeah, it's crazy how like they can get away with it now I just I, it fucking blows my mind that I can go see a movie and it's like raid for like teen, like kids basically and there's always fucking crazy shit in it and it's like man like if this shit was going around when I was younger man, I would have seen some much different movies at the cinema but like it, again it's the whole desensitization thing I think you know um but yeah, it, the rating system again. Rating systems between countries is is a strange one. Like again, movies that you've got as R rating, you know, some some of those we get as an eighteen, some of them we get as a fifteen, and sometimes that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, like films that you literally would think, wow, that's obviously going to have like a really high rating over here, doesn't for no real reason. It's real bizarre because, like, speaking of Alien Covenant, it definitely had, like, a decent amount of gore, but it didn't have any sex or nudity, so I guess that kind of puts it, like, um, in a different kind of um, light. I don't, I don't know if it's the same way in the UK, but in the US, like, we're kind of, I guess, transitioning between, like, which is more forbidden, sex or violence, and we're transitioning from, like, sex is okay, but, like, violence is bad and it's real weird because like now everybody's confused with what it, what things are supposed to be rated it's like now we're yeah. kind of becoming more liberal with one but more conservative with the other it's um it's very weird how there's like we, we, I know at least in the US um, we kind of go back and forth between which one's forbidden and which one's not and um when one becomes um, more accepted the other one seems to become more frowned upon and then it like deviates because people have to be against something and and for something else so I think everyone's a little confused at the moment with like what's okay and what's not yeah I think it's just about the time the the time what, what the thing is at the time you know it we I mean you mentioned these things it's, it's been a similar thing in our country and I think like with our we have what's called the BBFC British Border Film Classification and they've gone through quite a few sort of uh, border directors on that so they've had quite a few different people in charge um, we had for a long period of time we had some dude that literally would just ban fucking shit outright and just cut the shit out of the movies uh, and then around the sort of late 90s we got some people in who were like a bit more liberal and were like fuck that shit we, you know we, The Exorcist was banned in our country for a long ass time I heard about that we, we didn't get The Exorcist till about 98, 99 that's fucked up man <laughs> yeah I was gonna say it's a great film like hello it fucking sucked um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre we, we, we weren't allowed to see that movie it was banned until uh, around the same time, '98, I think, something like that. Yeah, so like all these, it was crazy time because like most of the movies like were, were banned outright. You couldn't get them anywhere. You could get them, fucking like black market videos and stuff like that. But like, you know, um, you couldn't just go into a shop and buy it. It was illegal. So like, around the sort of late '90s, all these fucking horror movies were all of a sudden just like not banned anymore and were just being released and it was just a fucking awesome time but like it, it shows that like in since then like how liberal we've been with like censorship and stuff and like we go completely deviating onto a completely different topic but the kind of list of what is acceptable and isn't acceptable for a certain age range fucking changes daily so like it's difficult for filmmakers to you know especially if Say, for example, um, you know, a filmmaker like Sam Raimi, I mean, he's had issues with, like, the BBFC before, especially with Evil Dead. Um, but, like, say he makes a new movie, a new horror film, 
and the studio behind it want to make it a 15 but he what you know the content in there is for an 18 now what he could what he's asked to cut out one minute to make it the 15 can vary between like whatever time you know that he's asked to do it that's the fucked up thing like you said the, the, the criteria changes so often um, the biggest thing that used to get cut out because you mentioned things like sex and sex and violence it's almost two separate entities which most of the time I guess they are but like the one big thing that, that the BBSC would really just take like they would rip to shreds was sex and violence together so like blood on tits for example that was like fucking that was a no-no that was like straight up you're cutting that shit out or your film's getting banned you know uh, it's just crazy times and it's like the, it just because the ideology of the people back then was like oh if people get to see blood on tits they'll go crazy and start killing people it's, it's fucking insane um, so that's the sort of mentality of the people who were in charge of what we could and couldn't see so henceforth we didn't get the exorcist till the late 90s we didn't get Texas Chainsaw Massacre till the late 90s shit like that so yeah and we now have people in charge who you know, aren't so fucking weird and can actually consider, uh, you know, <laughs> what, you know, in a fair way, what is what is decent and what isn't. And it's, I think since then we've had a lot less movies banned. Um, you know, a lot of stuff's getting passed on cut in this country where that wasn't the case. You go back 15, 20 years ago, yeah, it wouldn't have been the case at all. But, um, yeah, crazy. Absolutely. I mean, it's probably a whole other conversation for another time because we've kind of gone way off topic, but hey, whatever. Um, but yeah, movie censorship's a weird one. And like, that's, I mean, we're lucky, me personally as a filmmaker, I'm lucky because obviously we're super indie at the moment and we're just doing our own thing and, and putting out our own stuff. But um, if the day comes that we are working with a big studio, I mean, saying whatever will, but if it ever did, um, it's a scary fucking prospect because, you know, all the kind of cool shit we can get away with now, we might not be able to, you know, because, you know, once you're dealing with somebody else's money, you know, you're dealing with the fat cats and their money, you know, they want to, they want to make that shit back. So you got, you got a profit. So if, if making your horror movie a 15 or a PG-13 is the way to do it, you kind of have to play ball. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the um, that's the bad part about like the corporate um, world and film and everything. It's that after a point, it, it, it's no longer your film. And um, yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said about like just how. And I guess kind of going back to the parent thing is basically, I I don't think you should ever. I think you should gradually kind of show kids like different elements of life. But also be there to not only give your own opinions on it, but like kind of give a balance to it. Like I think that's one of the things, especially with like censorship boards and everything, is they just flat out forbade things from coming into countries or being made. So it was, um, it kind of, I don't want to say screwed people up, but it, it wasn't a healthy thing. It was um, like, like people weren't being exposed to it and then like, with so a certain degree of people, when they finally were, it's like wow, this there's this whole like other aspect to the world that's not as evil as I was told it was, and I think that's a bigger danger than like just than maybe watching a, a horror film like when you're a little younger than than um, most people would agree agree is um, the most ex- like a more acceptable age. Like I think having like. Um, I guess I think it's like making certain things forbidden, like, and just stunting like curiosity into things is not good. And it's not to say like I think the problem with like a lot of people is, um, especially when it comes to like parenting, is they're they're so afraid that their kid's going to you know become something crazy that they'll they'll not expose them and they'll forbid it, and then that kind of stunts curiosity in a way. And that's really not good developmentally. And I think people are afraid to sometimes criticize things like that. If they, if they think something's like not so bad, they'll be afraid to say, well, personally, I don't like this. I don't, and these are my objections to it. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, everybody's got their personal opinions. And it's like, I think um, just kind of having more of an open conversation with your kids as they're ready to have that conversation, like 
guide them and like try to make them like well-rounded and then be able to discuss things on a deeper level I guess yeah no yeah absolutely I mean it's um like I said before, there's there's no rule right or wrong. Well, there's wrong ways apparent, but there's definitely no guideline. This is how you have to do things. But I feel like we're in that kind of like middle ground between, you know, yeah, like you said, not not stunting, not not exposing to things in, in total, just saying these things are bad. You shouldn't explore these things. It is going to make them more curious about it, and therefore it's going to totally backfire anyway. So, um, yeah, it, it is tricky. I mean. It's sort of, and I like what you're saying about sort of, sort of, not telling people something's bad and then kind of, then later on sort of like finding out that it kind of really isn't. I mean, it plays back into kind of like those censorship problems we had. Um, you know, we were told we couldn't see The Exorcist. We were told we couldn't see Texas Chainsaw Massacre's country because some dude said no. Um, and then when we get them, we find out, well, what was the big fuss? It's kind of like that. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing it back to the whole censorship thing again, weirdly enough. But, like, it's a similar thing. That it's like saying, well, no, you can't do this. You can't have that. You can't see that. You're not, you know, you're not ready for that. Um, and then seeing it anyway and being like, what the fuck was the big deal, you know? Um, yeah, like I said, I think with with my kids and the way I want to kind of bring them up is I want them to kind of have the choices available to them and when they feel ready to, you know, be into certain things, then that's, that's fine. I mean, obviously, like, it, you know, I'm not going to tell buy my daughter like the Friday the 13th box set for her next birthday or anything you know because that's just fucked up but like <laughs> you know um, though she has seen me play in the game a little bit which you know it was just fucking badass by the way um, you know so she, she has, she's caught bits of that she's like oh yeah Jason Voorhees awesome uh, so <laughs> it's like but it is weird because it's like you know Going back a few years, she she wasn't bothered by this kind of stuff. She wasn't interested in it, and so you know she she knew I liked horror movies, but was never interested in it. So it was never an issue. And then you know she became some. She kind of took an interest in it, and I was kind of surprised because obviously at that age, I really didn't think she would be. But I feel like that naturally would have happened a few years later down the line, anyway. But like because of things that, that our kids are exposed to and you know like Five Nights at Freddy's and shit like that they're more aware of certain things that aren't for their age range if that makes sense definitely yeah and because of that that's kind of piqued her interest in it slightly earlier than I think would have naturally happened oh yeah it's strange because now kids are growing up with the internet and just seeing the world so much more than I think than like we were able to like I remember when the internet was becoming a like a, a big thing. It's like now there are kids growing up with it. It's such a weird concept, but that's like something that I guess like parents nowadays kind of have to adapt to. Yeah, it is weird, and it's like I mean totally off topic again, but like my kids didn't know what a fucking VHS tape was. And I was like, this is not right. Let me show you what this shit is. <laughs> like, but that blows my mind a little bit. That my kids don't really, they won't know what VHS tape is. They don't know what a cassette, like an audio cassette tape is. They won't know what, like, they will grow up with CDs, man. It's all fucking, like, it's all Spotify and it's all there. It's all, like, digital downloads and shit. And don't get me wrong, the future's cool and shit, but, like, Man, it's just crazy the shit that we grew up with, or I grew up with, that is just not around anymore, man. It's, it's insane. Oh, yeah. They'll never know what it's like to go to a video rental store for and rent one, week, one movie for the weekend. Exactly. Exactly. That was, like, the fucking, like, that was the fucking height of the week, yeah? You'd, you'd fucking do whatever bullshit you had to do during the week that weekend came it was like we're going to rent some fucking movies we're going to sit and watch them and it's going to be fucking awesome and that was like that was your weekend man. and it was like that doesn't really happen anymore it's, 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 it's a sad time man it's a sad time oh yeah it's, it's um, kind of this makes me think like I think every generation as as um, far as times as people have been having kids like they've had to deal with technology advancing so it's like as much advice as like the previous generation can give 
the last one, it's like it is a completely different kind of scenario. Well, things may, well, certain things stay the same. It's like, it's like kind of how do you keep up as the world changes too, especially with technology and just um just the way society is in general. It's like um, it's like advice that was good at one point may not be the best advice for um for how things have changed. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, let's say it's um. It all plays into somewhat the desensitization, I guess, because things are more accessible now. Yeah, it's about the accessibility of things, really, I guess, at the end of the day as well, because kids are growing up with internet, you know, and, and, and parents are probably fucking getting lazier, to be honest, and not monitoring. Like, it's the same, I mean, I did tell that story before on, like, a previous episode where, like, I said, you know, like, I, I go away watching a lot of shit that I shouldn't, and it wasn't because my parents were shit parents. They just didn't monitor my viewing habits as much as they should have. And the same thing can probably be said about a lot of parents. Like, a lot of kids these days, quite young, have mobile phones, they have access to the internet, they have laptops and tablets and shit like that. So they could, I mean, they, they can't monitor the, their kids all the time, 24-7. So there's got to be, you know, and, and there's so much shit that's just accessible now. And it's like, you can go on YouTube and just watch horror movies. You know, people put shit up all over the place you know it's it's out there so it's like you know it's it's the sort of thing that if they're in if they take an interest in it they will watch it eventually but I, uh, going back to what you said about you know you wanting to watch South Park and your dad sitting down with you and watching stuff that is the best way to do it because you know it's it, you know, you, you're there, you're monitoring what they're, they're watching, and, you know, if there's any, I guess at any point, if anything was way too too much for you, your dad probably would have turned that shit off and be like, yeah, you, you can't watch this anymore. You know, you're not until you're older, kind of thing. Which I think is a fair way to do it, you know, because that was the kind of stance I was taking with my daughter and the kind of the Nightmare on Elm Street thing, because I was like, she's not going to like this. She talked to me, like, she's fucking burned my ear off about it for months on end, that she wants to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I, you know, I just presumed five minutes in it was going to be too much, and I'd turn it off, and that would be the end of it. And you know, and it kind of just it kind of shocked me, surprised me that we were still there. Like nine minutes later, still watching this movie, I was like, holy shit! Like if this was me at your age, I probably would have been like fucking hiding behind something, you know. Um, I remember when I first saw that film as a kid, and it literally scared the fucking shit out of me. So, you know, times have changed. You know, it's it's weird to think like that. You know, kids nowadays are just not like when we were growing up. Definitely. At all. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, I think that basically sums up all that. But um, yeah, definitely a lot of interesting um, ideas and um, like it's definitely it's definitely nice hearing from people who have kids and are also horror fans and um, also like creating content because as I get closer to that time period in my life where I my wife and I will have kids, it's like, it's good to kind of, like, hear a little bit from people who have, um, kind of experienced it already, so, um, once again, um, Dan, thanks for joining, um, if you'd, um, since we already mentioned you're, um, a filmmaker, um, would you like to, um, talk about any of your upcoming projects? Oh, yeah, that'd be cool, um, basically, at the moment, we are working on a short horror drama called For Her, um, I think we briefly mentioned this on another show, on another episode, um, yeah, at the moment, we are crowdfunding for some finishing funds, we're in post-production at the moment, we've shot the film, we're looking for a little bit of money just to kind of finish things up, um, we've got an Indiegogo campaign, you can find that at igg.me forward slash at forward slash for her film PP or one thing um, it's it's a cool project it's something very different to what we've done before in the past um, if it sounds like something that you'd be interested in helping support please head over to the campaign uh, link if you want to check us out on Facebook uh, we've got a Facebook page it's just search for Viral Films UK uh, we have a website which is viralfilms.uk uh, we have Twitter feed as well so that's at Viral Films UK uh, there's a bit of a theme there um, and if you want to follow me personally it's uh, at Daniel M Young which is also my Instagram as well very cool well Dan thanks again for joining and um, we're looking forward to the next time we have you on the show yeah, no, it's been awesome as always. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. Um, yeah, anytime, man. Just let us know.